You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. On today's episode, we're going to talk about Lonzo Ball and the possibility of him being shut down. We're also going to talk about the Bulls' current chances at a top four pick. We're going to get into all that and more on today's Locked on Bulls. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're a cheer team every day. That's Pat, the designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls Central. And Pat, Chicago Bulls right now are expected at some time over this All-Star break, which we have a couple of days remaining until the Bulls are playing basketball again, to officially announce that Lonzo Ball is being shut down for the remainder of the season. Yeah. Your thoughts and feelings? Um. I think that this is something that they wanted to put off um, as long as possible to give Lonzo every opportunity to come back. I think that uh, this is probably the biggest derailment to this season, not thinking you were going to get your your starting point guard back and then you had to roll into it. And I've already explained, right, like all the, all the ramifications that come from not having Lonzo in the starting lineup. And uh, you, you have to... You have to figure out a way to move on forward from this. I I, I think, honestly, um, the fact that you're set, shutting Lonzo down for this second season, um, you need to be going into next offseason trying to figure out not just how to move forward from this for this season, how to move forward from this as a franchise. Um, you got two years left on Lonzo's contract. He's going to be here. It's not a lot of trade value for a guy who hasn't played on a court in a year and a half. So you might as well uh, hope for the best with him and see what's going to happen. But the Bulls need to be going into the next offseason saying we got to figure out where we're going to find a point guard. And I think that needs to be uh, top of the list going into uh, the playoffs, wherever we make it in the second half of this season. Because Russell Westbrook's not going to be the answer. John Wall's not going to be the answer. Patrick Beverly's, Patrick Beverly's not going to be the answer, right? Like these are these are pipe dreams that we're having right now for some hope that we get to the playoffs. But you need to figure out your point guard position going into next season ASAP. I think, and it, it it makes it more difficult because the Bulls, with this Lonzo Ball news, are put in the unique situation where they have to go into this offseason with nine players guaranteed under contract, and they're they're over the salary cap already, not at the luxury tax, but under the salary cap. But they have so much, so many other things need to be addressed as well on this team. But I agree with you. If Lonzo Ball is not healthy, and you have any inclination, any doubt that he's yeah. going to be ready to go at the start of next season. You have to do something there. But then at the same time, you're looking at what you need to do on the rest of your team. And as we know, this team is going to avoid the luxury tax, especially as currently constructed because of ownership. Um, the Bulls, the AK and Eversley aren't in an enviable situation at all because it's like not to put everything on this Lonzo Ball uh, injury, but if he's not ready to go next season, it completely changes how you have to attack the the free agency. If he's healthy, if you think he's going to be ready to go, you're confident in that. All right, then you got you got your point guard taken care of, and then you can address the other things. But but how difficult does is it going to be? For, do you think it's going to be for AK to to drastically improve this team with having that contract of Lonzo Ball and not knowing if you're going to get basketball from him next season? I think it I think it hinges uh specifically on 
kind of what we're talking about, right? Like you can't trust it at, at this point. You you can't go into probably the rest of his career as a Chicago Bull, whatever that is, right? If it's the next two years, if he comes back and he's fine and you go, you, like I, I wouldn't trust it in any sense because we know, right, that the knee has issues. We know that this is something that's been an issue before, now it's going into bone bruise. Now it's lasting even longer, right? Like we know that there are issues that are going to be around this probably throughout the rest of his career, even if he's able to come back. Doesn't change his IQ, doesn't change more than likely his defensive ability. He was a three-point shooter, might change the landing and a little bit on the shot. But no matter what, right? Like you need to go into every team that has Alonzo Ball on it and say, hey, we need another guy that is a high IQ point guard that can come off of the bench and be able to make plays for us. Um so I, I and I'm gonna be honest with you, I think it fixes a lot of the issues we're seeing right now. Like I think like a lot of the stuff we see late in games, a lot of the stuff we see that causes the Bulls to go uh, to blow leads, that causes the Bulls to be making dumb decisions. It's just like you got a two guard trying to run point for you every time. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna fight back on that because that's meaning you're putting a lot of trust in Coach Billy Donovan to actually use a point guard as a point guard at that point. Something yeah, we haven't. You- Seen. But you saw the difference that this team had with Lonzo on it. You saw that the ball was in Lonzo's hand and he was facilitating to the guy. Yes, he was playing off ball, but it's still somebody that's bringing the ball up, starting the offense off. And then you can move around from there. It doesn't have See to that, turn. But that's not how he used Lonzo. Lonzo didn't bring the, uh, the ball up and then start the offense. He brought the ball up and literally passed the ball to DeMar and DeMar started the offense. That's like, I think sometimes we glorify how good, how good that basketball is. What, what's that? I said that was at a time when DeMar was the offense. Like, there was no other offense on that team. Okay, and that we point. still haven't proven that there is any other thing yet that Billy Donovan's going to go to consistently. That, that, and that's been always been my thing. Like, I understand this team's need for a point guard. But we got to also realize who our head coach is. And he has not given us any glimmer of light that that's how he's going. Now, he does help in transition. But, again, that goes back to, okay, how much are you – like, how much is Lonzo going to be Lonzo? Is you're not going to get any point guard that that's, that simulates exactly what Lonzo did do on this team. Now, you can get another high, high IQ, high motor point guard, but that still remains is that the same issues that were impacting the Chicago, but we still did have fourth quarter issues. We still did have to win two games against teams that we shouldn't have on DeMar DeRozan last second buzzer beaters on a nine-game winning streak. We – I have still concerns, and Billy Donovan could very well could go away with the first ten games in the season. If that, even if it's Lonzo Ball coming back healthy, if it's anybody who's not, I'll wrestle Westbrook. There's the only reason why I felt like okay, Russ may be different because Billy Donovan trusts him. I don't know if Billy Donovan is going to use a point guard in the halftime, in crunch time, or if he's not going to hit the safety valve of a DeMar DeRozan again, as we've seen his whole time here being the coach, other than the year we didn't have DeMar DeRozan. Well, I think the thing is, right, like we only saw him with the, with Lonzo for 33 games. We don't really know what that was going to turn into, right? Like nothing about Billy Donovan's history says he's not going to use the point guard. He's used the point guard at every step of the way. Russell Westbrook was overused in, in his situation, right? And, and most of us, for the most part, agree with the fact that, hey, listen, like you get a ball to Kevin Durant. Uh, um, but I, I think, right, like even with working with Shea, playing with Chris Paul, coming over here right like you know the thing the difference in those things those are all star level point guards who were the focal point also of the offense they russell westbrook was the demar Derozan of that offense keep in mind billy donovan never coached kd yeah he did first year there was that first year you're right you're right he did yeah he never had harden he never had harden yeah he had 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 harden yeah um 
So it's just, I, 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 like I said, I, I'm only presenting this for the nature of realism. I, I mean, well, counterpoint, like, it, like, yeah, it's, you could say we never saw what that was going to turn into, but we still never seen it. And so, I, I, as I've said with this Bulls team overall, the players, everyone, you got to show me. And so I, I have some, just I have some concerns if we're going to actually see that offense that we all think is going to be the offense that, that we should run. But we've also said the same thing about Vooch, and we have seen a reluctance to go to Vooch when we have clearly played some of our best offensive basketball playing through Nikola Vucevic. Uh, for, for sure. And, and I think I think the tough part is, right, that like we just we only got a taste of it and it wasn't versus the best teams in the NBA. Right. Like we we had a lot of teams that we looked at in that season. Once we started seeing wins, we were like, oh, we should be able to beat them. But I mean, Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan were still the highest scoring backcourt, you know, when when Lonzo was on the floor with them. Um, Our defense was exponentially better (laughs) when Lonzo was on the court with that team. Right. And I think now, right, seeing Zach Levine actually being able to plant and cut the defense would take another step. And I mean, legit defense. Right. Like not just the numbers say that we're top 10. But really, we we know what what it really is with this Bulls team. So I, I think that uh, and and I don't know if you're gonna find that player again. Maybe it's Dalen Terry, right? But the fact that the Bulls were always on the point. run is the biggest thing that I think set that team apart. This was a team that was built to run. They don't run anymore. This is a team like you got Zach Levine, Derrick Jones Jr., Demar Derozan. Uh, uh, um, Javante Green, you had Lonzo Ball, right? This was a team that was built to be on the run 90% of the time. Vooch was supposed to be the only one trying to figure out, well, how the heck do I get down here quick enough? And now we're sitting here trying to run these half-court sets with Io and Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan with the ball in their hand 90% of the time. And it's just, to me, right, like I think that that's where the Bulls have taken their biggest step back. And so no matter what situation you're in, I think the one thing that we can agree on is you need to find a replacement for Lonzo Ball no matter what because you don't know if he's going to be 100% in this offense. You don't know if he'll ever be 100% on this team. You can never bet on it. You, there's, there's, you and that, that's the biggest fear is you can never bet on Lonzo Ball's health for real unless he, until he shows you two, three seasons of consecutively of being healthy for the most part. I don't think you can. And then even then you still – that it's knee at some point always there. Yeah, at some point that knee is always going to cause some concern. Um, but you know, we're going to move on from that. Next up, we're going to get into the Bulls' current chances at a top four pick and maintaining their pick. Before we do that, we got to talk about uh, one of our sponsors, and that's Nissan. And Nissan's most electric player of the week is brought to you by the all new, all electric 2023 Nissan Aria. And so, our uh, uh, Nissan Electric Player of the Week has to be Dalen Terry. I think like when you I electrifying you. is a perfect way to bring it to, to to talk about what he did and his contributions to this team, getting his first meaningful minutes of the season. Um, so with that being said, he 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 really epitomizes the idea of what's behind the Aria, the 2023 Nissan Aria. He's electric. He played fierce. He played elegantly, uh, powerful. Sometimes to say that he improved on the shot as well. Um, but with that said, the 2023 Nissan Aria packs um, pin you to your seat power and premium intelligence are all in one electric vehicle. The all new, all electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. All right, Pat. The Bulls right now sit with a 32. 
percent chance at a top four pick and why that is important is that the bulls top four uh first round pick is technically owed to the orlando magic as most bulls fans know because we've all been talking about it and watching it all season the only way we keep our pick is if it falls in the top four and with the lottery percentages of that we have a 32 percent chance of falling in that top four area does that mean you think the bulls I mean, it's kind of the question i presented to you last week do you think the bulls should tank for that or do you think they still play to win and try to get into the into the playoffs where you sit? I don't think you could chance it. We're the Bulls, dog. Like we finished yeah. with seven four years in a row. Which like, is crazy. We can't. And here's the thing, right? A bird in the hand is better than two in the bush. Right now, you know one thing. You're in a position to make a playoff push. You can add to your team, hopefully going into next year, if you make a couple of trades, right? Like, I, I think we're kind of feel leaning towards the side that DeMar DeRozan probably isn't going to be a part of the Chicago Bulls moving forward. Hopefully, right, we figure something out, we make a good run, and we can get this thing worked out. Or, you know, we have we have a, a, a Celtic run of, of unimaginable proportions where we win our last 20 something games or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we, we just go on this run, this magical and it's just like, Oh, locked on bulls, the greatest show on earth again. Like it feels so good to be here. Um, (laughs) I'm hoping for um, positive things in the second half of the season, but you know, like I I don't think that you could take the chance of falling outside of that top four, because then what did you lose for? Right. And and I think that's the thing to me, 32 percent. Right. Like if we're talking about right, like the Bulls and and it does drop. Right. If you drop to the fifth worst record, uh, our odds climb to 42 percent to get a top four pick. But there's nobody coming out from Chicago this year that's going to be in the top four. You know what I mean? Like, it's 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 just okay. Like, I kind of see why the appeal might be there, but the NBA is not going to give us another layup right there. By the way, that's my conspiracy theory, right? Derrick Rose shouldn't have been here, but he was. That's all that matters. Um, And and I I just don't think that you can, you can take the chance. The the one thing I I love in the Casey Johnson article, he also points out Bulls have the 10th easiest schedule remaining uh, for the rest of the way. So in theory, right? Knowing this Bulls team, that would mean we'll lose all of these games. (laughs) <laughs> because we continue to lose to the easiest teams that we're supposed to beat. But, you know, with, I, I, I'm not a fan of tanking. I don't think that you get better by tanking. I don't think that you build on anything by tanking, right? And the real question would be, who's the player that you're going – like, unless we get the number one pick, which I believe we have a 10% chance at, like, when Benyana ain't coming through that door? <laughs> uh, the way that I look at it, like, it it – the tanking is so dangerous in the NBA because it's not a straightforward just whoever has the worst record gets the the best pick. Um, and that lottery percentage, that's what changes some things. And the Bulls very well could could get the seventh overall pick again. And then it goes to Orlando Magic. I don't think, and I've been saying this for a while, that you tank in a season where you don't own your your own first round pick outright, right? 100%, that's something yeah. that yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. And it made even less sense when, when people were saying, well, let's trade our players away to get worse, and then we can increase our chances at the pick. Hey, first of all, I don't know if you guys newsflash. If you guys have been watching this team, we were, we've we been increasing our chances without trading anybody away. So it looks like. <laughs> what a six-game losing streak. We are tanking right now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just, and even for the people who want to see the roster blown completely up, 
Um, I, I've already pointed out the reasons multiple times why it makes more sense to do the next season than this season. If you go into next season and well, in playing next season, you still are kind of disappointing. But um, I think right now the Bulls just, and I think this is what AK is, is willing to do too. You just let the averages play out. Yeah. You finish out the season. You add somebody at the buyout if you can that's going to come in and fit and wants to come here. You then let that season determine what it's going to be, and then you just ride out the process. You see where your pick falls in the lottery, and then you start making your offseason plans based around that. And I think here's the thing that Bulls fans and, and fans of the NBA, right, may not have updated because I always see this, right? You got to go get this number one guy. You got to go find this guy. You got to – one guy ain't enough no more. Yeah. One guy's not doing nothing but giving you hope. Right, like the best players, right? James Wiseman got drafted. One guy, they didn't, they didn't even run that guy out there. <laughs> wow, wow, bro, that's that's deep. One guy, they they didn't even run him out there. Anthony Edwards got drafted. They put him on a team that already had two guys on it, and then he was able to be added into the mix of them already having an ability to go out there and play basketball. Right, yeah. like so, you, you're talking about in the NBA right now. You need three guys. This is the reason why I say we're at the best time in the NBA. Every single team has talent. Jalen Green is a really good talent. Alfarine Sengun is a really freaking good talent. They are the worst team in the NBA. That's a good point. You have to, It's so many things you need to get right to find success in the NBA. They all have to come together. But here's the thing, and this is what I say. Even if the Bulls do, let's say they look up, get number one, number two. Uh, let's say they wind up with Scoot. I don't think that this team even then moves off most of their talent into they're sure that Scoot's going to turn into a superstar. Well, I think AK would look at that and say, all right, let's see where he is in two years. If Scoop, he's where we think I, I, he is. I'll say this. Scoot probably plays right away, right? Scoot probably. No, he's playing like, right away. Like, yeah, you yeah, probably, yeah, You probably move off of DeMar if you yeah. get Scoot. Yeah. But I'm saying for the, for, the other, for the Zach and all that, I don't think yeah, you do that now. If, if Scoot turns into a superstar and you're like, all right, we need to add some more players around the superstar. We need to do it before it's time for his rookie extension to be over. All right, let's 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 take this $40 million and spread that out and go get him some people back with Zach's contract. But I don't think that they completely go into that full rebuild until they, they either draft the person that they clearly see as their next star and they're either just going to keep riding out the process. And let, we could be in for a long time with this what? Chicago Bulls team. Well, here's the thing. That yeah. is the process of building a good team in the NBA. Yeah. You try to build the best team that you can until you find a superstar. And then you you go. That's what the, and, and that's what we did when it came to Derrick Rose, right? Yeah, we, we literally just kept trying to build the best team that we could. And then yeah. Derrick Rose showed up. We were we like, got hey. lucky. And then even then, we gave Derrick, we lucky. gave it two years and we're like, all right, let's see, let's see what Derek turns into. Oh, he's about to be a star. Let's go out and spend money this offseason. <laughs> oh, oh, he's the MVP. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, <laughs> like and, and and so I think I think that's the part where, you know, a lot of a lot of it's and, and I'll say this, even to that point, it's not that NBA anymore. You can't just go out and find Derrick Rose and he's gonna drag a team. Like Derek, like listen, I, I love that Bulls team. It was Derek. I love that team, but that team Especially that went up against the Celtics that, was Derek. Oh yeah, that was that was. Ben Gordon Derrick. had yeah. what two games? Two like oh my god games. Uh, yeah, I remember. He, I remember he, one specifically. One with him was like, Ray, yeah, where they was going back and forth, and then he had another one where he got he got hot. And he that was, was the overtime down. game, right? Overtime that was the same game, game yeah. where Rondo knocked out uh, Brad Miller's tooth. 
Yes. When Kirk Heinrich was ready to throw them hands. Shout out to Kirk. Shout out to Kirk. Love Kirk. But you know what the thing is? This is not that NBA anymore. Yeah. You can't just have one guy and he's going to drag a team on its back. There's too much talent in this league right now. So even if you were to go out there and say we lose enough games while actually trying to get a top four pick and we draft Scoot or we end up with Wembenyana or whoever the player is, right? Mm. You still got to keep a lot of the dudes you got on this team right now because it's the only way that you're actually going to win. And the yeah. biggest problem, the, the the question that I think you have to ask is, what puts you in a better position? Is it trying to just win out, do the best you can, try and make the playoffs for another year, and try and build on what you already know now going into next season? Or bringing in a rookie that you're hoping for the best with? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it, and just and just to highlight that all thing, Brooklyn Nets had three legit superstars and ain't won a dang thing. It takes time to build a team, man. Like even yep. the teams that go, go out and try to buy their superstars and put it together, it still takes time. And I know it sucks because we got a long process ahead of us before we get there. Yep. But hey, you we'll we'll be here talking about it here on Locked On Bulls. That's all I can say. As long as listen, as long as we start moving in the right direction again, we moved in the right direction. We got hit in the mouth first half of the season. We took a big step back. This second half of the season, I need to see us just start. Okay, start showing me that you that you give a f about playing basketball in Chicago. I, let's start there. If we get back to that point, I right, now we can sit here and talk about how do we improve on top of that, man. It's it, it, it ain't a two-year thing, right? I know we were supposed to go get championship seven this season, man. But, hey, maybe if they had uh, got their diet together, we'd be heading towards championship seven. You know what's helped me get my diet together? I'm talking about Built Bar here. Man, I just got a new box of Built Bar in from Sam's Club, the 16-bar box, churro, and the double chocolate. We out here slamming right now. I literally got the box in, opened that bad boy up, Slam the churro puffs. Y'all already know what the puffs is on, man. But Built Bar is so good. And what makes it so good is it's covered in 100% real chocolate. That is right, real chocolate. And it comes in unbelievably good flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. And I'm not sure how they do it right, but they keep making this thing taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. What's even better, they are healthy. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, whopping 17 grams of protein. That's what I'm talking about, Built Bar. And you don't have to wait around to get a box anymore. For years, we've been telling y'all, go order your Built Bars at Built.com with the promo code locked on. Still works. Uh, now, <laughs> and you can, but now you can go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and get that box just like I did. Head to the nearest Walmart today. Walk into the pharmacy section. Grab yourself a, built, a box of Built Bars. Pick up a four box of cookies and cream or double chocolate or the coconut puffs. And if you're at Sam's Club, you can run and grab the 13 bar box of the brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. Promo code locked on and built.com still works. All right, Pat. So before we go today, we'd be remiss if we did not talk about Bulls legend Mac McClung bringing. Bringing the dunk contest back. <laughs> Shout out to Mac, man. Shout out to Mac. Uh, hold uh, on. Before we get into the positives, we I got to tell you guys. We talked about how bad some of them are, bro. No, 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 no. no. We're going to talk about 
the Bulls fans are already are saying, oh, the Bulls missed on Mac McClung. He is not an NBA player. You're like, come on, let's let's calm down, bro. Like, no, I saw Cyrus from Lockdown Warriors like we should have gave him a two-way contract when he was here. I'm like, listen, bro, he can dunk. He can dunk. He's not that good at basketball. Like, come like, on, He's better bro. than me, but he's not NBA basketball ready. Like, Come on, dog. Like, he's Shannon Brown for the day. You know what I mean? Like, shout out to Shannon Brown, man. But, like, Shannon Brown never could get the jump shot right. So, he wasn't going to play in this league. I don't know, man. Yeah, man. That's, I, you got to love, I love, I love our fans, bro. But Lord knows Bulls fans could overreact to some stuff. But, but continue. Let's go into the positive. Well, let me, let me ask you this. Was Mac great? Because Mac was great. But was he great because the rest of the competition outside of, uh, um, what's up, boy? I can't think of his name now. Terry. So boy went up against in the finals. Oh, oh, um, Jesus. Oh, this is terrible. Uh, now we now we look bad because that tells you the, the dunk contest, right? The fact that we can do this. Hey, NBA, get it together. But <laughs> uh Jericho Sims, uh, my God. Bro, never Jericho the, Sims. Why the would they leaping, let Jericho let, Sims in the dunk contest? Let, me, let me say this: the leaping ability is amazing. I want to take more the than leaping that. ability is amazing, but the creativity was God awful. You made Carl Malone look away, <laughs> but on top of that, Mac McClug did an excellent job, man. I loved uh, every dunk he did. I love the fact that he did every single dunk the first time and made it like the dunk contest used to be. And I think it proves a major point. If you can't find four people to do the dunk contest, which I, I've said, it, you're not going to find it. Players find are the, not, find the best player people dunkers from find around the, the best world. dunkers from the G League from around the world and bring them to the dunk contest, and you let them do the dunk contest because you're not. Th th this is the point I made on Twitter that has people going back and forth. You won't see stars do the dunk. Anthony Edwards has already said, I'll never do the dunk contest. John Moran has already said, I will never do the dunk contest. Mm -hmm. Everybody's like, they just scared to lose. They're not scared to lose. The stipulations that come now, Ja's a little different. Anthony and is probably a little different at this point too. But the stipulation that comes from you doing the dunk contest is usually, oh, he's a dunker. That's a fact. And that makes it really hard to go into contract negotiations and say, hey, I'm more than just a dunker. Uh, well, I mean, I would hope that NBA GMs are a little bit more intelligent than than that to say somebody's just a dunker. Uh, and they do their research on these players. But to get to the, the thing that I look at with this dunk contest is I think it highlights how important it is to get people who can do it on the first. Like, as we kept adding more and more attempts at these dunks, bro, the dunk contest has gotten considerably worse. It started off with what? I think you had three attempts at it. And well, then it's three again. It's three again now. No, they had the timer this year. They they still had the clock on. The clock is still on, but you only get three attempts. That that's how the original ones was. You couldn't just no, stand there all day. No, I think they have they have the timer, but I think you get you get that amount of time no matter how many attempts you get it. No, you only get three attempts, but you still get that time because uh, what's his name? Got remember Kenny kept saying this is last attempt with uh, I can't remember none of the other dudes that was in this mug. I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. They, it was a whack dunk contest. Well, not oh boy, to replace. Oh no, so they, so you technically so you get two attempts. You yeah. get you get two attempts, but then you get a minute and a half 
and one additional try to complete. Oh, okay. So you, you get three attempts, but you but then get a they, they and put a you a timer for the third attempt. That's stupid. It, it's it, 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 it's you're doing too much, dog. Like you're here's doing, the thing: yeah. we shouldn't be sitting here debating how the dunk contest works. It's simple. I want to see dudes dunk a basketball like Mac McClug did. I I want to see, and man, he came through. And and I love the creativity. I love the ability. I love. I, I I mean, listen. It also can we stop getting seven footers in this thing, bro? Like I mean, it, I'm not that impressed seeing a seven foot dude dunk. I mean, it, they they have to be what the, what Dwight Howard did in his dunk contest win. Um, but I, I, I bro, I, at this point, I just I just get the best dunkers from around the world, bro. Get the best dunkers. Everybody gets it gets two attempts each at it. Let's keep it and let's find let's find the people. Let's actually go out and recruit the best dunkers for the dunk contest. Let's make it that way where we can expose because there are some great dunkers in street yeah. ball out there that the world never sees unless you're ingrained in that and doing those searches on YouTube. Let's let's turn it into that. And then maybe the superstars start wanting to get involved in the dunk contest again. Because hey man, this was fun to see. And it was fun to see um just the creativity and the fact that a lot of Mac McClung's dunks, you appreciated him seeing them, but then when you saw it in slow motion, you realized he did some things that you couldn't see in real and, understand in real time. Hey, like the it's, first one when he tapped it, tapped it, it and came then, here, yeah. Oh, oh my god, I'm, I'm running around the crib. I'm like, he tapped it, and I'm gonna tell you this right now. This is exactly how you do it. You get you turn this into a competition. You want to get stars back in the dunk contest. Start making, and it, it, it don't right, make your brand look bad, but make it the G League versus the NBA. Mm. Remember, because that's that's when, right, like when when they were sending college kids over there to represent USA, and I know that's a bigger scale, right, but to represent USA and they was out there getting their butts kicked, all of a sudden it was, nah, bro, we're not doing that. We'll, we'll see you over there, right? When Then when when the stars stopped going and, and the USA got, what we get? We got bronze? I think yeah. in the Olympics. And then all of a sudden, LeBron and Kobe was like, "Nah, we can't do this, bro. Let Let's go. Let's go. Really work these mugs out and show them what we really do in basketball. Like you got to make this a competition to them for real. Put it to NBA versus the G League. You go get two dudes from the NBA. You get two dudes. Let the G because the G League go win because the G League got pure athletes. Yeah. You give it two years of that and the G League come out and kick the NBA butt, all of a sudden you're going to see 39-year-old LeBron James out there talking about some, I got a couple windmills left in me. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> keep, keep LeBron. Like, he's... Nah, I, don't I, would love to see, I would love to see John in the dunk contest, though. I would love to see John in the dunk contest. He'll never do it. Uh, Anthony Edwards has already said he'll never do it. Shaden Sharp is the one I was most looking forward to just because of his leaping ability and it. his creativity with the yeah. leaps. Um... But I, I'm, I'm going to be real with you. Zach and Aaron broke the dunk contest. Oh, for sure. Zach and Aaron broke the dunk contest. That's still the greatest. That's the greatest dunk contest of all time, dog. I mean, I, it's, hard, it's hard to argue with that. I mean, it's, it's like Zach and time. Jordan versus, uh, who was it, Dominique? When it Jordan yeah. versus Dominique? And, 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 and Dominique. Bro, and that, the, they, that was <laughs> 2016. Was the second time Zach and Aaron Gordon were in the dunk contest. Since yep. then, the dunk contest winners, Glenn Robinson the third. I don't even know if he's still in the league. Donovan Mitchell, I didn't even know he won a dunk contest, which is bananas. Yeah, he did. Diallo won a dunk contest in 2019. Derek Jones Jr. in 2020. DJJ, I remember. Anthony Simons in 2021. And Obi Toppin last year. And then Mac McClung. And you want to know what the sad part is? 
Uh-huh. I don't remember nobody else that they competed against. I don't. I remember most of the, the winners, but I don't even remember. I don't even remember some of their dunks. Like it's. I don't remember none of DJJ's dunks. I don't remember none of Obi Toppins. His was last year. He did a side of the backboard one, I think, like a side of the backboard windmill. I think. I think he did it like Zach did. That's that. That tells you where the contest is at. Mac might have brought it back though, man. Shout out to Mac McClug, man. He might have brought that mug back for us. Hopefully, let's see. Hopefully, hey man, hey man, clap it up for Mac. Clap it up. Clap it up for Mac McClug, man. Clap it up for Mac McClug out here, man. Shout out to y'all, man. All right, Perry. Every that's time. For the that's the greatest clip that, of all. That's so funny. <laughs> hey, man, follow us on everything at uh, Locked On Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. Shout out to y'all for showing love. You can follow me at CEO Hayes, at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. And thank you for making Locked On Bulls your first listen today. Now for your second listen, go and check out Game to Game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. For Pat the Designer, this has been Locked On Bulls. We out, y'all. Peace. He's Hayes, by the way. Did I say I was, who did I say I was? You said four path the designer. This is locked on boys. That's always how I sign off. Four I path the designer. I'm Hayes. Oh, I missed yeah, I'm Hayes. There part. it is. There it goes. <laughs> Peace, y'all. <laughs> Don't question me. <laughs> You're a questionable brother. <laughs> Not with all the questionable statements you've made on the last few pods. <laughs> You make quite a few yourself. <laughs> <laughs>